All right, cool. Well, so let's talk I don't... about how. Um, also, sorry in advance that I have a fan going in the other room because a pipe burst and uh, oh, yeah, you were telling I need me to dehumidify the place. You were telling me, yeah, no, that's fine. I have an air humidifier in here because it turns out I have very bad nasal congestion. And Don't we air, all? Yeah, I realize that I need an air purifier from now on. Um, Life yeah, is so- a house. Life is a house, dude. I don't understand why Brad Pitt cried to that fucking movie. Uh, maybe he was also a goth teen who had a father with terminal cancer. We built a house with. That's honestly all I could think about was possibly how he was just reflecting on his own goth days. Or maybe how he's a huge, huge Hayden Christensen fan, because obviously the prequels, and wanted to watch his, you know, filmography. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I honestly think, I, I think he had a good performance in it, though. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe he just had better lines to deliver, but I thought he did a better performance in this and maybe he just plays the role of a gothy, troubled teen better than he does a Jedi. I mean, you could have told already that he could play a good gothy teen just by his performance of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe George Lucas watched this movie and was like, yo, Anakin would be a totally gothy teen wearing black leather while the rest of the Jedis are wearing tan cloth. Well, he, he, he does do that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he was like, damn, Haydenson looks some good and some blue hair and some fucking weather. He's probably dude. like, man, I, I'd really like to get a scene. Um, if we can get Hayden at the beginning of episode two with um, some inhalants uh, and a cloth wrapped around his neck as he's trying to jerk off all high. That would be great. Really show his dark side. <laughs> Using the force to finish himself off. Oh, yeah. He's not even touching himself. He's just doing some weird hand thing. Then could we, could we get a scene with him and Padme in the shower? Oh my god. This movie kind of took me for a few loops too because oh yeah. They didn't really cast Josh and Sam, right? His name is Sam. Yep. They didn't really cast two guys that looked that visually distinct. So when Josh is sleeping with that mom, I totally thought it was Christensen. Oh, really? I, yeah. I, I mean, I know the actor like Ian Summerholder He's from like Vampire Diaries and Lost. Um, He's a very, he's Boone and Lost. Which one's Boone again? The one in like the earlier seasons who became like really good friends with John Locke and they discovered the vault together or the hatch together. Don't remember that at all. I mean, that I blocked that show pretty much far out of my memory. Oh, well, you can look him up. I will be there. I'll look him up right now while you continue talking to me. Uh, so I, I just think he is someone who looks very distinct, or at least he does nowadays. Definitely, definitely has like a teenager pimp. Uh, he with the shaved with a buzz cut. He kind of blends in with the crowd, but he's got like these beaming blue eyes and usually like long, like raggy hair. So he just kind of like always stands out to me. But he does not look like that in this movie. 
No, I'm not saying that he's twins with Hayden Christensen, but also, you know, like for example, anyone who's watched any of the stuff we've been putting out knows Simon and I, and we're both blonde, tall dudes. So like putting us in two different roles would get confusing to the average viewer who's like semi paying attention to certain scenes. The, so like the fact that they both have just like jet black hair and they like have visually like, or like not visually distinct, but like chiseled jaws, kind of skinnier, jet black hair. You see a dude going down on an old lady in a bed. I'm like, what the fuck? I got confused. So that wasn't really like, I kind of, kind of got lost in the middle of it. I was like, okay, wait. So he kind of likes the girl, but the girl likes his dad, but the, he's fucking the mom. Oh no, wait, he's not fucking the mom. I got all, all sorts of confused halfway through this movie. A lot of things that were going on. Yeah. That didn't confuse me. I, very much so knew that that was Josh, but I guess I was just paying attention, unlike you. But um, well, one thing that really, there are some beats and like pivotal beats in the movie that like happened way too quick. Like when George tells um, his ex-wife that he is dying of cancer, like that just happened in like maybe three seconds. Doesn't that happen as in a response to her leaving her husband? uh i yeah they're like embracing each other on the bed in his garage and he like just kind of says it and then you get like this very quick emotional camera pan out of them together but he just kind of like he just like whispered it and uh and then the then the next scene happens and it's i feel like we didn't really take take a lot of time for it to get processed that well no, I agree. I feel like the relationship between the mom and the stepdad was developed pretty poorly to the point where she's just spending so much time with Kevin Klein that why would you not be kind of worried about that? And then yeah. and then Kevin Klein's like if you weren't like if you know, if you weren't with him, things would be different. I don't remember all the cheesy dialogue, but basically these things about how like they want to rekindle. And then just after rekindling high on drugs, he starts hooking up with a teenager. And I thought that we that was so bizarre. Yeah, he just I thought, like let that happen. Well, I mean, he's on a lot of morphine, so he yeah, says that. Like, like I mean, have you ever been on morphine? Mm. No. Well, neither have I. Uh, neither, <laughs> no, neither have I. Actually, All right, Nurse No, no, I've never been on morphine. But I mean, I have had my friends who have like gone to the doctor, come back with ketamine um prescriptions that's like very common in holland and you could talk to dom about this like you're on another planet like you're just on a different you're in a different world so i wasn't looking at it like he allowed it to happen that dude was off his fucking rocker but it's just such a weird story beat like at an i don't really think they were like teeing that up too well for me to realize that was going to happen there wasn't like clear-cut signs that we were going into american beauty somewhere in the middle of this movie was there uh yeah, I, I kind of disagree with you on that. I, I didn't think it was going to happen because I, like there was a point in the beginning of the movie where I was like, all right, like maybe some weird like shit's going to go down because like the way that uh, Alyssa was like watching him uh, expose himself out to the ocean in the beginning of the movie and just like being very friendly with like his dog, like everyone else seems to be against them and she's all for him type thing in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like she has some, some form of attraction towards him. Uh, that that does, that does get set up, but then she like turns all that towards Sam. 
Um, so then it's like, oh, okay. So we're maybe, just like casually showering together. Like literally, then, like yeah, best ca- friends showering together. And yeah, then all of a sudden he gets dude, jerked off. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like the whole scene is like, we're just friends, you know? And she's asking him if he's gay. They're in the shower together. Oh, that's dude. honestly my favorite scene. Yeah, his reaction. Are you sure? And you, you're sure you're gay or you're not gay or something? He goes, hello, like pointing <laughs> to his boner. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually i think my favorite scene too just because of the absurdity of it like it well absurdity in the sense that all sexual relations as teenagers are absurd to me like you just don't know what to do with some of your pent-up sexual energy so getting in the shower with your quote-unquote best friend is just something that like could happen because you're just like well, you know, like I'm a guy, you're a girl, we're friends, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm just brand new to sex. Like, let's just try shit. I think that gets lost in this film or in films in general, because obviously they're hiring like 20 year olds to fucking do that. And then 20 year olds don't do that anymore. Like you get a grasp on your sexuality or you get not a grasp on your sexuality, but you get a grasp on like appropriate behavior between like someone that you're really interested in and someone that you're calling a friend. Yeah. You know, uh, and so you don't really view these two characters that way because you're like, you're kind of too old to be like using that as an excuse, like friends that shower together. But if you think about them at like 16, like 100 percent, like, of course, that's like the, the silly fucking things that like teenagers do together and like just pretend like it's not doesn't mean anything, but it does mean something. But it's just so funny when he busts a nut. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just oh. Blows. <laughs> oh, gross. You're wiping down the shower. <laughs> What yeah. part do you think Brad Pitt cried at? Or does he mention which part he cried at? I don't remember him being specific about it. I thought he just said he cried at, I think, the end, maybe? It's such a strange it, movie to get him. Was it just... Yeah, I'm just trying to think if it was... The only thing... I guess the only part I can think of would be... Well, I guess two. Two parts. One would be the ending just because it's the ending. Yeah, Which, with that with the shitty fucking green screen out the hospital room. Oh my god, there was a lot of bad green screen in this movie. Unbelievable, but that but, scene caught my eye, dude. It looked yeah. like the end of uh, Fight Club, staring <laughs> out, staring out the the skyscraper. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about like the ending, ending where it's like he he gets he inherits the house and he gives it to the the girl that his grandfather apparently like ran over. Or something was well, yeah. like, wasn't I don't remember that even being I, mentioned. Me neither, man. Actually, I truly thought that I had like because I was half paying attention to this. This was not a good movie, if you ask me. I did not enjoy it that much, but I had thought like, man, I must have really missed an entire section of this film because the ending hits you, and I'm like, where the fuck was yeah, this I don't, mentioned? I don't, think I don't it was remember. Ever the only time the dad's mentioned is like the crappy relationship that uh, that. Kevin Klein had with him. Yeah. Like his, the, the constant competition, right. Or like belittling him. Yeah. That was the thing he kept talking about, but I don't remember the dad dying in a car accident and then running another girl over. No, not a, that just came out of nowhere. I was also a little lost by the whole gigolo angle. That was literally, I was just thinking about that. That was literally set up just to have a twist at the end. Like, <laughs> like that was it. It happened once. There's one scene with the neighbor and then the neighbor who's like trying to get the house not built 
because he doesn't like Kevin Klein. Oh, damn, dude. I didn't even realize the twist. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the neighbor's gay is like he was secretly hooking up with teenage boys gay. So I guess he would be a pedophile. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But that was like because when the description of the movie, it says that um, it says that Sam likes to engage in getting high, small time prostitution, amongst (laughs) other things. So I was like, oh, okay. So while he's building this house, he's going to be just like hooking up with random guys. Nope. Just almost happened once. Yeah, almost happened once. Just to be like a big, like, like turning point at the end of the movie. (laughs) While his twin Josh was just sitting in the car smoking weed. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I mean, yeah, that was also a very strange angle. The relationship dynamic between them was not anything revolutionary either. Like, here you go, just two people that don't like each other. And the cheesiest line coming out of the woodwork for me was probably, uh, what was it? It was something around like, I wanted like you wanted me to love you before you die. Well, congratulations. (laughs) 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 Congratulations. You fucking did it. I hate you. (laughs) Oh my God. So much Anakin in this. I do really like Hayden Christensen. I think he gets a bad rap. Um, I thought he was probably one of the only good parts of the Obi-Wan series. Oh yeah. Oh my God. His, uh, was it the, the second episode. second to last episode whenever the one is where you you get the half that's the like, last one that's the last one, one. like yeah. that was that was phenomenal that was the that best was part of the moment. whole show yeah yeah besides the baseball bat lightsaber fights uh <laughs> yeah no that was great but i think he always gets a bad rap i did not realize he would be just a regular version of anakin in this movie a moody teenager but he performed it better than you know i expected I just think he's someone who just, he just, and Star Wars could have played, and this came out before he was in Star Wars, but I think he's just an actor who always had the potential, but he only got cast in like crap movies. Like everything I've seen post Star Wars were bad. Jumper was bad. Takers was bad. That was just like a really crappy gangster movie when he always wore a shitty fedora. Takers was Takers was so bad. Yeah. Him and Paul Walker. Yeah. And uh which he T.I. Also... Hold on one sec. It actually is a ran like an uncalled for Lee stacked cast. Oh dude. Dude, he's even so is this one actually. This one has like very like great B list two thousands actors. Give me give me one second, sorry. Yes, there we go. Oddly enough, oddly enough about Takers, I think that he also looks like Paul Walker in that movie. I think oh. it's another bad casting situation where they kind of look similar. I don't know if they're playing brothers in it. I can't remember. I don't remember that either. Oh, man, that movie was uh, unfortunately bad. Yeah, I was actually very excited to watch it, mostly because I was like, whoa, T.I. is an actor? <laughs> Whoa, hating Christian and T.I. are in movies together? And then, like, Chris Brown was in it, too. I was like, I didn't even know he acted. Dude's a piece of shit. He didn't even have a single line in the goddamn movie. I just remember <laughs> he, like, jumped between cars and got arrested. 
Yeah. That was his whole bit. And he's like the top build guy on IMDb. <laughs> Dude, also Idris Alba's in there. That was yeah. I love Idris Alba. Did you hear, by the way, just speaking about Idris Alba leading me into a James Bond uh rabbit hole? Did you hear who's the front runner for the new Bond casting? Uh yeah, the kick ass guy. Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. But did you if you saw Bullet Train? Yes, I did. He's the best goddamn part of the movie. Oh my god, he's so good. He <laughs> and uh, Brian Tyree Henry, they're yeah. they're fan- oh phenomenal my god. together. Yeah, you know, because nothing really beats a British Cockney crime duo. Nothing beats that. Like no. Guy Ritchie learned that a long time ago. That's why Guy Ritchie's movies are so successful. And like that's all you need in a movie or a crime movie to make it really fun. It's like. Two dudes named Lemon and Tangerine. It's just so overly British for no reason. Yeah, dude. He he killed it. Yeah. And then just writing dialogue that's so perfect, uh, perfectly tuned for that Cockney accent. I watched mm-hmm. it recently. And he's like pointing the gun at the girl. And he just goes, you dirty little diesel. And it's like <laughs> the perfect goddamn line for that Cockney, uh, Cockney uh, 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 I do, sound. I do love every time that the... And that movie when the when the Thomas thing gets brought up, or like when someone who's not Brian Tyree Henry's like oh, Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is really good, actually. It's super fun. Oh, it's a blast. I loved it. Isn't it the guys that did John Wick? Or was it no the guy who did Deadpool? That sounds right. Definitely not John Wick. Could have could have been a producer. There's only one thing I think that would have made that movie better. Less flashback things. No, the flashback things I thought were kind of funny. The Fiji water commercial got on my nerves. Um, mm. No, the uh, I think that it would have been better if it starred Ryan Gosling instead of Brad Pitt. Yeah, every, every time I've seen a review or um, about the movie, it was always like Brad Pitt was great, but there was definitely someone who could have been better fit for the role. That's I don't know why I felt that. I actually haven't read anything like that either. But I just feel like Brad Pitt's comic sort of action vibe is just a little over the top. Where if I think back to Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling nailed oh, that yeah. sort of perfect combination between it's his best role, in my opinion. 100%. I mean, that showed me that he really has comic chops because mm. he's like, but like always sunny style comic chops, like taking the the situation seriously and allowing the situation to be the funny aspect of your performance, not your performance itself. Yeah. Right. We have this conversation a lot because of the show that we're going to release very soon, but like writing something that, or incorporating something that is funny because the world makes it funny versus the character doing a bit, which in my opinion makes it not funny anymore because the character, if, if it wasn't a TV show, the character wouldn't be doing a bit, you know? Yep. Exactly. that's kind of where I thought Brad Pitt didn't do so great. And there was certain things felt kind of gimmicky or bit like kind of like bits. Whereas like, again, going back to a little God, cartoony, little cartoony. Whereas the funny things about Aaron Taylor Johnson and what's his name? Brian, um, Brian Tyree Henry, Brian Tyree Henry is they're kind of so serious about shit. Yeah. And that's so funny. It's so funny that they're so serious about something so stupid. Yeah. Well, like, the whole Thomas comparison thing. That's, that's not necessarily a bit. That is something that his character truly believes in, like in assessing people. Yeah. But the fact that it's Thomas makes it funny. 
Right. The fact that he obsesses over trains is so funny. Yeah. Or exactly. like when it, when the best line I thought was when Brad Pitt's just like, dude, all you talk about is trains when he couldn't drive fl- uh couldn't uh drive the train. Yeah. He was like, Thomas is a metaphor, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to watch that again now. Fuck know, right? life. Fuck life is a house. Anyways, going back to that movie. Oh, well, first of all, I I'd like to say the thing that I thought I liked the least about Bullet Train. I just I felt like it did a lot of spoon feeding. Like it it did one too many uh flashbacks like like it didn't think you could handle the twist that it was delivering to you. Some it just did it too many times in my opinion. Yeah, and to be honest, you're right, the twist itself wasn't that insane. Like yeah. oh, but it was old... like every it was like every time like something happened, you got at least like two flashbacks of what already happened to remind you oh that's why this this is happening why this is a big deal when i already knew it was a big deal yeah you're absolutely right i think that kind of got shrouded or forgotten because so much punchy action and comedy made me not realize the substance of the story so much but that Mm -hmm. also means that the ending twist of that film it's so minuscule in the grand scheme of what that movie's trying to do that you don't need to spoon feed us anything It'd be right. like if it'd be like if John Wick took the story too seriously and like was trying to make you overly care instead of doing its job, which is just getting you from point A to point B with a story and just having him fight a bunch of dudes along the way. Yeah, right? totally. But, but yes. I do I do think my least favorite part then was probably just the fact that uh Ryan Reynolds is in it. He didn't like the fact that he was in it. <laughs> no, man, I'm just getting so sick of Ryan Reynolds. I'm so sick he's of barely this in it. I don't care. It's just he plays the same guy every time. He needs to be in that movie for three seconds and he gives that little smug smile. And I'm like, ah, it's just the same guy over and over again. I mean, the thing I liked about it was it was just like a reverse Deadpool 2, Deadpool 2 like cameo thing. That's true. Which Actually, I, just, I found funny. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I thought that Channing Tatum in it was way funnier. Well, yeah, his his scene cracked me up. He's so <laughs> we're gonna do this. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? Oh my god. And probably the scene where Brad Pitt tries the uh tries the British accent, I thought was hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, that movie's great. Why don't we talk about that movie? Uh because you don't like to do new movies for some reason. I don't it's mind stupid. No, I don't mind doing new movies. I just feel like new movies are talked about probably on a bunch of other podcasts that I don't listen to. And if I don't listen to those, why would anyone listen to this one? same could be said about its current format that's true nobody gives a shit about life is a house well if you care about brad pitt which is relevant to this movie then you should care about life as a house because it's one of the few movies that made him cry he could have chose the pianist or schindler's list or 2001 mr. mrs smith mr mrs <laughs> or i don't know what else the boy His... in the striped pajamas yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to specifically go Holocaust films to cry. I'm sure there's other genres that might do it for him. Uh, Life uh, is beautiful. Life is beautiful. What's one of his worst films that he could probably cry at? Life is beautiful is a Holocaust film. No, what's one of Brad Pitt's terrible movies that's so bad that he could cry watching it? Um, well, you could watch your friend's performance. The, the that was first... pretty horrible. <laughs> The first, uh, I don't know why the first film came to mind. He's not even in it, but Angelina Jolie, I think, directed it as Beowulf. Oh, 
Oh man, that's bad. That was I bad. Beowulf. That was bad. I forgot about that movie. Terrible CGI. I don't even watch it. I don't know. It's got bad CGI. Ah, that was a weird movie. I can't believe you put that back in my head. What's a bad movie Brad Pitt did? He had some bad movies for a while. Like through the 2010s, oh, um, I'd say he had a dip. Not, no. What's World the, War Z. World, World War Z. Z. You could watch that and cry, Mr. Pitt. I, I don't. This seems to have a very divided fan base, but I think I, don't, I haven't seen it either. But Killing Them Softly. I like that one. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I like the cast. I like Brad Pitt in it. I like uh, Richard Jenkins. I love James Gandolfini. Um, I would say a movie that was really bad of his was probably Allied. How many World War II movies do you have to do, man? I don't even know that movie. It's where his wife is a spy. Um, another bad one was Fury. I did not like Fury. Uh, I thought people really liked that movie. Uh, it was Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, kind of like a the Saving Private Ryan knockoff. Mm. It's yeah. definitely it doesn't it doesn't hold a candle to I mean, it. Nowadays, isn't every war movie a Saving Private Ryan knockoff? Everyone except. All Quiet on the Western Front and 1917. I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you War seen movies? That? Just don't interest me anymore. No, because I just love Saving Private Ryan so much that I just don't have a huge interest in more movies. I did just finish Band of Brothers. Oh, nice. Never that seen was, it. It's so good. It's totally worth a watch. I'm rewatching Malcolm in the Middle and it's phenomenal. Um, totally forgot that Brian Cranston was in Saving Private Ryan. Who is he? He plays the one-armed lieutenant. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Wow. You should rewatch that movie because it's awesome. It is awesome. It's like one of the greatest movies ever made. 100%. It's so good. That and Jurassic Park were two of those movies where I was like, um, you know, they're applauded for their spectacle of the time. But am I really going to be like that wowed by it? Besides the fact I'm going to think it's a good movie. And uh, I was um, for both. Yeah, I, w- I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I watched it recently with Dom because she had never seen it. And it just blew my mind again how good it is. And, and how that intro, that first scene is it's in- fucking incredible. insane, dude. It also, it's again, like Jurassic Park. Spielberg had a knack of making movies that are so timeless. Like yeah. if you watch Saving Private Ryan now, I think people would be hard pressed to believe that it's 26 years old because it feels like it was made a couple years ago. It's so relevantly filmed. It's action packed. It doesn't feel slow or boring. It just feels brand new. Yeah. Same, same with Jurassic Park, man. And honestly, even Schindler's List, that's another movie that just blew my mind as far as just emotionally driven. I can't oh, believe yeah, those. I love those... that movie. That's, that's like a, that's an all time for me. I mean, I know it's like one of those where people say you can only watch it once. I've not by choice have watched it like four times, um, but it's just it's just very good movie. It's very emotional. Makes me cry. Yeah, absolutely. Saving Private Ryan, the last time I watched it also made me cry. Um, The scene where um, the medic dies. Oh, yeah, that's that's so tough, man. And like, yeah, like the whole scene with the German afterwards, just crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's rough. Um, You know what else made me cry? Hating Christian's performance in Life is a House. I was about to wrap it back around. (laughs) I wanted to actually look up the director because we were talking about Spielberg. Oh, I did look him up. He's not much of a director. He's way (laughs) more. No, like 
he's way more a producer. You'll see his credits. You'll be like, holy shit, he's in this movie? Nope, just a producer. Creed, really? Goodfellas, all the Rocky movies. Like, almost every Scorsese movie for the most part. That's wild. Yeah, well, he's, he should... some, he's some type of producer, executive producer. He should probably stick to just producing. All right, I'm going to read you what he's directed. I'm Let looking at it now. Oh, okay. Oh, what he's directed or produced? I'm going to read you what he's directed. Okay. Let me know if you've seen any of these besides Life as a House. It's only seven. Okay. Uh, Home of the Brave. No. D. Lovely. D. Lovely? Yeah. No. At First Sight. Who's in it? Val Kilmer and Mira Sorvino. No. Uh, is it like a blind guy falling in love? I don't know. We'll find out. The Net. No. Night and the City. No. And Guilty by Suspicion. No. Yeah. Never seen any of these. He should stick to directing. Uh, sorry, he should stick to producing. He's also old I as fuck. He, I think he learned that lesson a long time ago. Why? When's the last movie he directed? 2006. Yeah, he needs to just stick to producing. Oh, God damn. He's got a great cast, though, and it, probably because he's a successful producer, but he's got, like, good cast in, like, every movie he's done. 91 years old. Holy shit. Like, home of, his last movie, Home of the Brave. Um, 50 did... Cent. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Jessica Biel. That's um, not that's not a stellar cast. For that's 2006, just... though, like, that's a good cast. That's that is no, a that's popular. A, that's a popular cast. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. That's a celebrity cast. That's not like I'm not going. I don't think anyone has uttered the phrase Jessica Biel is my favorite actor. <laughs> Justin Timberlake definitely does. Justin Timberlake for sure. But my point is that's a that's a celebrity cast. That's not necessarily like a good cast, right? Right. If you told me he, oh, had I Jack was right. I was right. At first sight, a blind man has an operation to regain his sight at the urging of his girlfriend and must deal with the changes of his life. Whoa. Nailed it. So here's what I'm picturing now that I think kind of funny. I mean, this man is 91 years old. Yeah. He's going to be 92 this year, correct? Science would point to that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just turned it. No, no, May. He's going to be 92, which means that he... Made life as a house what when he was seventy two years old, no uh, seventy years old, yeah two thousand two thousand one seventy yeah seventy. Damn man, so now I'm gonna watch that movie again. Just kidding, I'm not gonna watch it again. But I'm gonna think about all those teenage scenes and all those like those disconnected feelings of doing drugs and and banging like men from a seventy year old man's perspective of well, the grunge culture. At least he didn't write it. So I'm not saying that. he wrote it, but no wonder that movie wouldn't be good if a 70-year-old was trying to get into the head of a, a grungy teenager from like the 90s. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that, I didn't I didn't think the mo movie was bad by any means. I don't know. I thought it was like a very typical 2000s slice of life movie with some questionable moments in it. And like, yeah. that doesn't mean I'm going to go watch it all the time. It just means that like, you know, it was fun. I, I enjoyed feel, watching it. I feel like you're right. This, I mean, I'm teasing this movie a lot, but it just felt more like an, it felt like they're uh, a worse version of movies that I had seen before. Yeah. 
definitely i've seen it's like it reminded me of like it was like if hgtv remade the royal tenenbaums (laughs) (laughs) that's good yeah that's good if if vh1 did their best at wes anderson this is no hgtv (laughs) oh the home the home building channel This is the Lifetime's version. <laughs> Actually, I just came across a, a review on the movie, which kind of coincides with what I just said. Well, Hayden Christian seems across the board praised for his performance. But someone from Entertainment Weekly said, Christensen, soon to hit pinup status in Star Wars 2 and 3 as Anakin Skywalker, is a joy to watch. But when he's not on screen, this movie is less instructive about tools of life than any episode of This Old House. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Which is true. Every time he was off screen, I thought it was boring as fuck. <laughs> Except yeah. when Josh and uh, uh, Alyssa's mom were boning. Yeah, that was kind of But that's I mostly know. because Mary uh, Steenburgen Virgin, is like, that's just a very like unfamiliar role for her. Like I've no. only seen her as played like either someone who's funny or just like a or good sweet. mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sweet mom. Never yeah. the uh, I want to jump a 16 year old's bones right now. No, no, I don't think I've ever seen that either in her performance because I know her best from Last Man Standing is one, right? Is that the, the one with Will Forte? Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth. That's it. That's it. And um, no, it's the mom and stepbrothers. Oh yeah, of course, Step Brothers, and then and an elf, and curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, playing and, herself, right? And she's in she's the mom and elf too. Is she? Yeah, she's hilarious. I love her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say that Hayden Christensen was probably the best part of the entire movie. But yeah. it felt like if you ever seen Ordinary People, felt like a knockoff kind of Ordinary People, or just like any sort of angsty teen grungy film. That came a little too late. I do like Kevin Klein a lot. Yeah, Kevin Klein was really good in it. This, I honestly think, in re- in terms of my recent memory, this might be one of the first, or at least the very few, um, roles I've seen. Or not sure I've seen Wild Wild West, unfortunately. So, one of the more recent, unfortunately, roles I've seen of him, like live action. Um, since watching Bob's Burgers because he's the voice of their landlord. So I mostly only know him as Mr. Fish Odor in Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Kevin Klein does that? Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And I was actually thinking recently what what he's done. I know him best from uh, obviously the Pink Panther. Oh, right. And from which I also recently rewatched. That movie is so stupid. It's so bad, dude. Damn bugger. We should <laughs> it's so bad. It's one of those movies that's so good when you're a kid, but it's so terrible now. Oh yeah. I loved but I watched the those two like so many times as a kid. Yeah, but I think we should go back and watch the Peter Sellers ones. Have you ever seen a Peter Sellers movie? I I must have. What else has he done? Oh man, he's just one I of recognize the name, so I feel like I must have. Doctor Strangelove. Oh, wait, I thought that was um, what's his name? That's uh, Kubrick. But Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. But Peter Sellers is the guy who plays all the people in there. He plays the president. He plays the German guy in the wheelchair. That's Peter uh, Sellers. Peter Sellers first played Jacques Cousteau. Uh, oh, got it. Okay. 
So we should go back and watch this. There's like 11 of them, but we should watch like a couple of them because I've heard that those are so funny that he had Cato and Cato was played by, I think Cato was played by uh, Bruce Lee. Oh, and the Green Hornet. Yeah. 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 yeah um, he was. Let's see. Cato. Uh, was it? K- no, no. That was the no, Green no, Hornet. He was. No, I thought Bruce Lee was the Green Hornet. Or is that? Incorrect? No, he wasn't. He wasn't the Green Hornet. He was. He was uh, the sidekick. No, no. Cato wasn't played by Bruce Lee. You're right. Cato was in the Green Hornet, which was. Uh, uh, no, or sorry. Yeah, oh God, he was Cato. I'm looking at it right now from 1966. From the Green Hornet? The Green Hornet, the TV show. Okay. So there was another guy played by uh, Bert Kwok named Kato Fong, which was the Pink Panther, which was Jacques Cousteau's partner. And he would he was basically Ponton. He was this dude who lived in his house and was just hired to kick the shit out of Jacques Cousteau and surprise him as much as he could. And I've seen all that stuff because I have the Pink Panther DVDs, like the old ones. And like Kato is my favorite part of those. So we should totally go and watch those. But yeah, so Kevin Klein was in Pink Panther. And then I also know him from A Fish Called Wanda, if you ever saw that. I haven't, but I do know he's in there. That's a really funny movie, dude. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Should we do that for our next one? Yeah. Well, well, Jamie Lee, isn't she in it? Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee John Cleese, Michael Palin. Yeah, just a great cast. You could do your best Michael Palin impression to open up the next episode then. All right, I have to learn that. You don't know a good Michael Palin impression? I, I just don't know. I don't know him well enough to do it off the top of my head. Literally any of the women from Monty Python. Oh, okay. Be, yeah, Michael Palin is the guy who introduces the holy hand grenade. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, one of my favorite. There's something he does. I've heard Jim Carrey talk about him, but there's something that man does to you that just it, his facial expressions are so ridiculously funny. And his performance is so good on things. I just, I, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. That dude. I mean, honestly, pretty much all the Monty Python guys have great reactions and facial expressions in anything that they do. I think they're all in that movie, Fish Called Wanda. Not yeah. all. Let's see if they are. Cause That's cool. That would be a great movie for us to watch. It's old. Fits the bill. <laughs> no one cares about it. It's Nobody cares. It, it has very good ratings. 96 percent yeah and it's very funny no it's just michael palin and john cleese is michael palin still alive he is he's 79 years old and the lord said unto them and their breakfast cereals that's what i always remember that scene is so good um what else about this movie man we've kind of gone on so many tangents oh that's the type of movie it is a tangent movie um it also reminded me of 10 things i hate about you but worse oh you know what it reminded me of um hold on let me i just want to get the name right oh yeah mysterious skin but like a very 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 lighter version of that just only because of the aspect of like teenagers this 2000s theme of teenagers um prostituting in random parks and cemeteries i've never seen this movie oh dude it's it's a heavy movie but it's so damn good you should definitely watch it it's It's, good it's phenomenal 
it's 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 heavy but it's good uh yeah joseph joseph gordon levitt is like this really and michelle trachtenberg i love i love michelle trachtenberg yeah they're best friends in the movie but he he's just like this very troubled um gay teenager who um he's like basically a hooker and he hooks up with guys like almost every night and in like the cemetery that's not really like it's not like the plot point of it it's just his character but he does it because he was um like molested uh, as a child from his base baseball coach i think oh jesus but that's how he like coped with it by becoming like this oh my god yeah but it, it it is a really good movie but that, but that whole scene that I thought we were going to get deeper into in the movie, even though it was just that <laughs> one, brushed that off. one time, <laughs> like it's nothing. That's where I was like, "Holy shit, this is just like Mysterious Skin," and they came out around the same time, two thousand one, two thousand four. And then, and then also it. the it also the fact that like hating Christians, like just kind of dressed like this punky goth teen, and like uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character is like. Uh, a cleaner version of that like he doesn't have dyed hair but he's got like long hair and some piercings and just kind of like really bony dude maybe the curse of this guy who's the director um of life is a house not mysterious skin erwin winkler erwin winkler maybe his curse is that people watch his movies and realize that they can just make a better version of that like they get an idea based off that movie like if he had just spent a little longer on it, it could have been better. So someone watched that goes like, oh, dude, that's like, why don't they follow that angle? I'm much more curious about that angle than the fucking house and the cancer. They just don't really dive too deeply into. Oh, yeah, that's so true. He just has cancer. Yeah, it's generic. It's just cancer. Yeah, it was as generic. You know what that reminded me of? The Room. Just so generic. Like That reminded not- me of another movie uh, that uh is a local film that was made around here i went to the premiere of in lowell uh called it's not even an hour long and it was awful yeah i don't mean to like crap on fellow indie filmmakers but this was so like poorly put together but there's this is the uh let's let's see so i knew i knew one of the leads in it and his character he is a politician and he's like and his family's kind of messed up. His wife is like in and out of rehab type thing. But every time that it gets brought up that she has a drug problem or like she's in the she's in trouble with like the cops or something, they just say drugs. They say, ma'am, you have a lot of drugs on you. Like the literally the cop, <laughs> the, the cop who was played by the writer and director makes a comment saying, there's just too many drugs in the car. This is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> It's because it's because they uh, they don't want to have any copyright issues. If they start to reference cocaine, then cocaine might sue them. So <laughs> uh, you're not going to like this. We just got served by heroin. Yeah, Fuck. I knew we should have stuck with drugs. Dude, that's a billion dollar industry. We can't get <laughs> fucking sued. How are you? I'm Keep it C- generic. I'm the CEO of heroin. I'm here to sue you. <laughs> so you've been drinking a lot of alcohol and doing drugs, ma'am. Yes. What sorts of drugs and alcohol? a lot of them um, <laughs> the wrong ones <laughs> not prescribed i'll tell you that right now oh uh, 
you want to run a blood test? Yes, but just be don't be so specific on how you're gonna do it or what type of blood it is, because you might get sued by the blood type. <laughs> they have bad blood. What's that mean? It's bad. So here's the best part about that. If that's true, if I know it's not, but imagine the idiot that's like, we can't reference the drugs, man. We'll get sued by the company. The movie's called you idiot. <laughs> There's three more on the or two more on the way. No, but I'm serious. There is another one on the way. Oh, man. Maybe maybe like the mystery will unravel or eventually you do find out what exactly the drugs are that she's taking. There's also also an incredibly terribly hard to watch and poorly made like rape scene in it, too. Oh, man. Yeah, it was just and there was a lot. There was like eight scenes or I should say eight cuts in the like you know, different in angles, the, like in what? the fucking rape scene. No, no, no. Well, maybe, but no, there's just parts in the movie. Like, I don't want to say scenes because it's literally just one angle and like different, like used in different scenes that were not color corrected. Oh, wow. Like you, you go, go to, from, how did you go to see this? Um, the lead actor who I knew was promoting it on Instagram and I was like, I'll support him. Do you want to do you want to tell me who the lead actor is and bleep it out or no he's a good guy I like him he also is a real estate agent and he might help me one day is it who I think it is I don't know who do you think it is well I can't say it if we're live I'll ask <laughs> you afterwards. I don't know why you text me I'll <laughs> yeah it. I'll text you I'll text you uh okay well i should probably do this afterwards but why can't you just text me now and i'll say yes or no there you go yes damn poor guy he can't catch a break no no too many drugs (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say it (laughs) oh man where did you go see it at a theater yeah it was at the uh cinema deluxe in lowell they had like a red carpet. I walked on it, but no one was taking my picture, which was good. I didn't want it anymore. I was <laughs> yeah, dressed in a hoodie and sweatpants and everyone else was in suits. That's not. <laughs> also, you just don't want that part of your brand. No, no, I'm here as a friend in friend capacity. He wasn't um, even there. He wasn't there? No. He it was literally everyone in the film except him. We're at the, the time that I went. Was it the same director? No. It was a different one. Yeah, different director. We need to introduce him to some better directors. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that Family Feud in Poland is a very serious show, as serious as Jeopardy? why i have no idea it's it's hosted by a very strict bald old man and there's like no jokes made it's like seriously it's as competitive and as strict as jeopardy is here it's like the most fun game show besides like wheel of fortune in terms of like answering questions yeah i know so i think that's the funniest thing i've ever heard that they keep it so serious i should find clips things you find in your car (laughs) engine that is correct thank you (laughs) 
Excellent choice. You have $500. Yeah, it's not meant to be taken as a joke at all. So strange. Weird people. Yeah. All right, man. Do we really have anything else to talk about this movie? This felt more like a movie we did because we need to get another podcast out there. Happy 2023, everybody. Happy. I'm not going to say New Year. It's too late for that. Happy 2023. Well, we wanted to watch it because we wanted to see what the whole fuss was about. And also because we like Hayden Christensen and always want to see him in good roles. And like I said, I still stand by. This was, he was better in this than he was in Star Wars. But I think it's because he just had better, better better lines. They weren't great lines, but they were better lines. I think he gets a bad rap for Star Wars, man. I think he's fantastic. Right. I think he just. With what he had to work with, he did a good job. Yeah, those movies are just absolute dog shit, like dog shit in terms of the writing. But yeah. the story elements, like the concepts are great. It just feels like Lucas didn't want to put any more work than a first draft in to the writing. There, there are a lot of movies like that where it's like it's like what the limits of control that movie, the concept yeah. of that movie. I really appreciate it, but God damn, it's a bad movie. Well, that's the movie you want to suggest for this time, right? Another Jim Jarmusch film. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm, well, I'm that one, that one's actually well reviewed. The limits of control is not well reviewed. Oh my God. So this is like, it has a, it has, it just has an interesting cast. I don't know. Tom Who's Waits, Tom Waits, John Lurie. I do uh, like a good Tom Waits movie. Yeah. What's it's, it called? Down by law. A disc jockey, a pimp, and an Italian immigrant are arrested in New Orleans and find themselves housed in the same jail cell. The Italian comes up with a plan to escape and must convince his two cellmates to join him. Hmm. All right. Maybe I'd be down to watch that. Although I have seen Dead Man with Johnny Depp, and that was also just such a weird movie. Even his most normal films just take on very weird vibes. I never heard of that. Crispin really? Glover and Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's wildly strange. Interesting. Well, yeah, what... the the cast more than the filmmaker attracted me to it because, like I said, I like like you. I like a good Tom Waits role, and then I just like John Lurie. I think he's who's John Lurie again. He's mostly a musician and like a painter, but he has like he was in um Paris, Texas. He is the guy who ran the. Uh, uh, phone call whorehouse thing. Oh, I but he's know. also has the show Fishing with John from the nineties. I told you about where he goes on fishing trips with yep. like, yeah, um, you did tell me about this guy, or like Willem Dafoe, Jim Jarmusch, Dennis yep. Hopper. Yeah, yeah, I know this guy. All right, yeah, we I, could give that a watch. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it'd be interesting. You should uh, watch Fishing with John though, at the very least. That is a. That's just a pleasant and funny show. I have on so YouTube. much. I have so much on my list. I currently have to watch. I'm still. I mean, trying, it's six episodes. I'm trying to watch. Uh, uh, Thin Red Line. Uh, yes, I've never seen that. No, and I heard it's really good. Mm-hmm. And I want to watch the Sturtz movie. Sturtz movie? Yeah, or Stutz. Stutz. The uh, oh, the documentary. I, yeah, that was recommended to me. Um, that's on my list. I just watched You People. That was disappointing. Um, yeah, I was going to watch it. And I've only seen comments <laughs> about how just terribly bad and unfunny it is. 
Actually, I thought it was pretty funny. Like the opening scene was hilarious, but um, it's worth a watch. But it was definitely the ending was just disappointing. Um, but yeah, I got so much on my list right now, man. I also want to watch The Pacific because I just finished off The Band of Brothers. I right. can't believe I squeezed this movie in because it was so bad. It was not so bad. It, it was, was just fine. It was, it was a fine. It was, it was a fine. It was a very much so of its time fine movie. It was a movie. I feel um, like it's one of those if you watched it when it came out and like and you know had the same opinion of like it's fine, you'd look back on and be like, Oh, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that movie. That's a good, that's a good movie. And then you never watch it. <laughs> you just don't watch it again after remembering. This is a movie that my dad recommends, and then I'm like, well, that that wasn't worth my time. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. Brad Pitt recommended it, and it was not worth my time. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Pitt. Uh, what do you want to watch uh, for Friday? We're recording again Friday, folks. I'm not sure when this is coming out. Mark your calendar for our joining in on my Zoom call. Uh, what would you want to watch? Uh, there's a movie I like called The Drugs, which is really good. Is that an actual movie? Or we're just <laughs> gonna <laughs> you're just gonna watch Family Feud. <laughs> uh, we could do the Jarmusch film, or we could do, um something we've already seen we could go further in depth with another christensen film the only other one that i know of that's like is also notable is um what's it called it's like a biopic glass no not glass um oh yeah no i know the one you're talking about uh what the hell is it called it's from, I was, it was like this was dude this it's one called it's out. called yeah this is called little italy <laughs> yeah that one <laughs> how could i forget shattered glass uh, shattered glass yeah and he's steven glass that has really good ratings i think it's considered his best movie oh maybe we give that a watch have you noticed that he's starting to look a lot like ashton kutcher yes like ashton kutcher's new movie trailer just came out and i am actually blown away that they look almost identical what movie He's doing a movie with uh with Reese Witherspoon just a uh, just a fun little rom com. Just a fun little time. I'm not joking though, man. Like they have the exact same sort of facial structure. This is wild. Yeah, they really do. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I truly, I don't think there's any other movie of his that's like actually worth watching. What about well, the TV show Higher Ground? Higher ground. I don't know that one. It actually has an 8.2 on IMDb. He is really? the lead. Uh, it looks like it was a one season show. Or he's not the lead. He's one of the leads. Former Wall Street mogul Pete Scarborough bro, becomes headmaster of Mount Horizon, a progressive school for teens at risk, high in the mountains of the northwestern United States. A nice little teen comedy that. It's 22 episodes. Apparently, they're planning Jumper 2. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No one, yeah. no one wanted Jumper 1. I know, but apparently it did pretty well at the box office. Oh, bro, we have to watch this one if we're going to watch one. What? Outcast, starring Hayden Christensen and <laughs> Nicolas Cage. What? Where is... Oh, my God. 4% on... <laughs> 
4.6 on uh oh my you see the poster for this <laughs> yes they're samurais or yeah. what are they knights yeah i'm not 100 percent sure the spaceman <laughs> wait a minute what the fuck wait 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 whoa 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 are you trying to tell me that hating christian is playing a chinese man <laughs> no, the log line. The log line is a mysterious warrior teams up with the daughter and son of a deposed Chinese emperor to defeat their cruel brother who seeks their death. No, no, he's he, not. Playing. Well, Nicholas Cage ain't playing the Chinese guy. He's the mysterious warrior. <laughs> yeah, but so, so hating is... Christensen is definitely. <laughs> no, he's not, dude. No, then he's who, not. Well, then who is he? There's. If you keep going through the other, the other. uh characters you see like first off if you look at their cast names it's galen and jacob then lien and shao so i'm guessing that shao and lien would be the children but kristenston oh, is on imdb it's galen jacob crusader a lieutenant moore's wife captain bow captain Wu, crusader b so imdb is really drumming it up to making me think that hating christian is playing a chinese man um would you be down to watch this and do a shitty movie? Always. I'm so down. This, <laughs> this sounds Oh, I like... can watch it for free, thank God. <laughs> where, can, where can you watch it for free? The same place that you can watch Dilettantes for free on 2B TV. Oh, 2B TV? Yeah. Oh my God, dude, this looks horrendous, but it might be a really good time. Unforgivably dull is the right, first that's... line in a review. That's not. That's not a good sign because if it's dull, it's not going to be funny. Or is it so dull? It is funny. Um, did it do well? There's no way it did. No. Well, it I don't lost know. 20 I mean, mil. And it did? How Budget much it was 25 for? million. Box oh office my. was 5.1 million. Dude, it lost more money than that then. That's crazy. Oh my God. All right. Well, that's settled. We're definitely doing this one. Okay. Upon yes, upon reading the description on Google, he is not in fact playing a Chinese man. No, they would never do that. They know they know how bad that would be for their box office. I mean, but then again, they lost so much <laughs> I don't money. Think they cared. <laughs> but oh, it, would, it would be funny to see him try and play a stereotypical Chinese man just because he cannot play more than him. No. Um, all right. Should we should we watch this trailer and then sign off? Yeah, let's uh let's watch this trailer. All right, little 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 commentary trailer for the next episode, folks. Oh my god. His first line is really <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't really process that they were actually like crusaders, crusaders. Yeah, Crusaders in China? Did that even happen? The Crusade War happened all over the place. Yeah, but did Crusaders ever get all the way to China? We'll find out. Yeah, this movie is, if anything, it's historically accurate. What the hell? <gasps> He's got a weird mustache thing going on. I know. He's got a weird haircut. I have not heard Nicolas Cage talk yet. 
Oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> dude. Dude. His... The accent. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I am the white ghost. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Is he trying to be Scottish? Yeah. What the hell, dude? I thought he was a better actor than that. They didn't have the budget for a dialect specialist. They had $25 million. Oh, hell, drink too. Yeah, I like how he squints out of one eye like he's a sailor every time he talks because it's the only way he can poop out that accent. <laughs> Oh, here's a good comment. A crusader knight fighting a civil war in China is like an Eskimo fighting in tribal war in the Amazon. Oh, my God. So, yes, perhaps it is very inaccurate. Yeah, this will be fun. Let's do this one. Yeah, let's let's hopefully have a good time. Yeah, I'm not going to pay attention to it too much. I'm just going to enjoy myself. Did you see the Dracula trailer? Take a bong rip. No. You didn't see the new Dracula movie coming out with Nick Cage? No, I didn't. Oh, dude. All right. Sorry, folks. We got to extend the podcast a little longer for another Nick Cage special. That's not it. The Netflix one? No, that's old. No, it's called Renfield. Oh, it's called Renfield? Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Aquafina and Ben Schwartz are in this? Yeah. Is this and, a comedy? Yeah, Nick in uh Nick Nichols Holt. Oh yeah. yeah. I was about to say Nick Holty, but that's Nick Nolte. This looks amazing though. This looks like one of Nick Cage's better, you know, like his part of his comeback. The Cage the Connaissance. All right, that's good. Yeah, that looks I, good. We should go see that together in theaters. Yeah, but knowing you, you're going to go see it with Dom and Luis the week before you said we were going to go see it. No, I'm going to go see this one with you. This is me and you. Yeah. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. Let's sign off. Chat on Friday for another episode. Sounds good. Go watch Life is a House or don't. Watch the highlights. Yeah. Learn how to build a house.